Oh, we could, we could fly. Welcome to this new season of the Have a Cup of Jahani podcast. So I want to title this new season that I'm embarking on with I'm growing. So this is going to be the season of growth. And um, that's what I'm going to share with you throughout the season. So I thank you for coming over here and sitting with me. And I hope you enjoy. Hello, everybody. So here's the situation. I found errors in my already published novella, The Alvarez Girls. And I found it as I was narrating chapters. Mm, 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 mm. Embarrassment pause here. So I'm let me just start off by saying I'm glad I thought of narrating this book. <laughs> oh, you know what? Let me start narrating. That's how it came out, right? Because I was like, I do want I I want this novella to be accessible to to a lot of people. And and I understand that there's some people that can't read textually or just don't have the time to and for them to digest a book or a written work is easier in an audio version. I'm one of those people myself. So that's why uh, whenever I publish something that's usually in the forefront of my mind, how can I get this written work to be more accessible to everyone? So I started, I figure since this was a short, this is a short novella, it's a 15 chapter novella. I was like, yeah, I can do it, right? I can do it. <laughs> Listen to my previous episode about how I feel like I can do a lot of things. <laughs> but yeah, but that was my mindset going on into this one. Yeah, I can do it. I can do it. Uh, so I start recording myself. Mind you, this is the third iteration of my recording because I just, I didn't like how I sound, how I sounded on the last two iterations that I did. I'm like, oh God, how do I sound this horrible? How come whenever I put a mic in front of me, all of a sudden, like it gets so shy all of a sudden or so robotic. I'm like, I'm a good reader and I'm not trying to brag or anything like that, but I'm a good reader and I'm a good allowed reader. I should specify, but for whatever reason, I put this mic on and all of a sudden it's like, it's not just reading, it's reading and acting because I got to act out the the sentences in the verbal form. And all of a sudden it's like, I sound like a robot. So <laughs> so I, I trashed the other two versions of the narration and now I'm on the third version. And now that I'm, I'm going through the editing process, I'm like, oh my goodness, there's like a whole sentence in one of the chapters that I I did not erase. How can I explain this? So, you know, when you, when you're looking through, through something that you wrote and then you're trying to make it more concise, chop it up a bit. So you take a little bit from one sentence, add it to the other and make a complete new sentence. So that's what I was trying to do in this chapter. And I remember, I, I remember because that's usually how... I, I edit. That's like the the faces of editing that I do. The first draft is just uh, bleh. everything just spews out. And then everything else from there is just me just making it more concise, making it more to the point with each edit. And what happened was 
that I forgot to take the the origin of the Frankenstein sentence out of the manuscript. So it's still there. And I'm like, embarrassment pause. So now I'm going to go back. By the time this episode airs, I would have gone back, edited the manuscript, uh, published it once again, paid $25 for Ingram Spark to go ahead and update the files and uh, and it would be a new manuscript, a new textual file out there for the, the world to read. Ah, oh, goodness gracious. So yeah, so that's what happened. So let me explain the reasoning as to why I went about and thought that this would be feasible and this will be like uh, something okay to do. I'm not saying it will have been great because I, I understand as someone who writes that no textual work will ever be 100% error-free. But once it goes through the editing process, it should have minute error margin in there, but there will be some errors. So I I didn't come in delusional thinking that, you know, yeah, if I edit it all so many times, I'm not going to have any errors in this novella. No, I knew that there will be, but I just figure that I was I was good enough to ensure that they wouldn't be these blatant, glaring errors in there. And this is why I'm on season three. I'm growing. I was wrong. I I was wrong. I was wrong. So now I know that even when it's a short work, I need to do certain things. And, and these are the, the actions that I'm going to take. This one is too late because I'm just going to go ahead and, and just do a whole revision all over again here, hoping this is the the fourth revision after being published. So here's hoping that this will be the last one. I went in online and did my Google search to see, you know, what are what are the thoughts that people have for publishing something with little funds, right? Little financial means. What are some ways to get after? And that helped me to kind of solidify my plan for next time that I do this. And in this, when I do this, by the way, I will be doing it with short stories and novellas because I think it's it's more feasible to do it for that kind of short work than as opposed to a full manuscript. So I also have concurrently to this, I also have a full manuscript that is um, that went to that twin editor. Um, it went through a developmental editor and now it's going through a line editor and, and then it's going to go through a proofreader. So it's going to have like three professional edits. And, and that's because I just knew I was more realistic with myself when it comes to that one, that a full length manuscript, just, I don't have the bandwidth to fully self edit, you know, write draft and self edit that one. It would, it will for sure have errors. I just knew that about myself going in. So for that one, I did set aside funds so that way I can have that for the various edits that I will be doing for this one, as well as give it a professional book cover and all of that. It's just for my short novellas. I was like, mm, okay, 15 chapters, that's easy. But now I see that while I do have some patience, I'm going to have to bring even more so of that when it comes to my self-editing process. 
because I am very happy to to hit publish because I just I want the world to see it. I want the world to read it, to accept it, to love it, to have emotions and reactions for it. But now I know that I'm going to have to like uh, take a pause a little bit and and be okay with that because sometimes I am not okay with taking that pause when it comes to publishing because I just feel like it's hot, it's hot, it's hot, you know, it's great. Uh, it's, it's ready to be published. Why oh, need this to be out already? And that's usually not the right answer. Definitely not when it comes to this one. So like I said before, here are the, the actions that I'm going to take. And this is based, let's open up this this article. So this article is coming from justpublishingadvice.com and it gave me some ideas of what to do. And let me do another embarrassment pause here. Some of the ideas that they have, I have those programs with me. (laughs) So one of the things that they recommend is Whenever you're having your your story assessment done, like like how I hire a developmental editor, just to make sure that my story makes sense, right? That there are no plot holes in there and so forth. So they're saying you can use beta readers. Now, let me caveat by saying that I feel I feel guilty. I feel terrible asking somebody to do free labor for me. So I'm gonna need to figure out how I can I can like ask somebody to beta read my work while trying to give them something that they value, either a Starbucks gift card or a bookstore gift card or or the 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 book for free, but that's cheesy because essentially they're reading the book in progress, you know, but I don't know. So I'm going to have to figure that out because it's just, I feel, I feel a little guilty or I can do the barter where I like, if it's another author, I'll be like, I'll read, I'll read your stuff and give you feedback. And then you can read my stuff and give me feedback and I'll feel better that way. It's just me asking for somebody to like, Hey, read this 20,000 word text, you know, and give me feedback for free. Ugh, it just, it makes me feel sleazy. So I will incorporate beta readers and I do need to be patient with it because when it comes to the Alvarez Girls novella, I asked for beta readers and maybe I'm using the wrong hashtag. Maybe I'm just not that popular, which I'm not that popular. (laughs) Nobody knows about me. So maybe that's why the, the post had no traction. And that was on Instagram. Now I'm on I'm on TikTok. So maybe TikTok will be a different experience because I think I got I got a little bit more traction there from the book talk community. So for this next time around, when I write the next novella, which I'm drafting, I will definitely be requesting beta readers. So that way they can assess the story and make sure that the story makes sense. It's plausible. It has no plot holes in it. And if it is, they can help me identify it. So that way I can go ahead and plug those up. The next thing that I'm going to do, like I said, I have some of these programs already in my computer. And that is after I do the rewrites based on the beta reading actions to go ahead and, and push it through the programs that I have. I have Grammarly and I have ProWriting Aid. I feel like ProWriting Aid is better for fiction work 
because it gives me sticky sentences. It gives me like a comparison with other fiction, well-known fiction works and things of that nature. Grammarly, I use that more when I'm doing nonfiction medium articles because I, I feel like it's more technical for me as opposed to pro writing aid. It tends to lean a little bit more towards the creative writing. The caveat with this one, and this is why I will continue to go back to I need to be a little bit more patient when it comes to this process because I'm Dominican. The characters that I write are Dominican. Um, I lean into my experiences and things that I know when I'm writing fiction. So therefore, my culture, a little bit of me spews out into every story that I write. If you follow me on TikTok, you will know I'm I'm big. Look, my accent is coming out. I'm big on Spanglish. Spanish is my first language, and that's all that I listen and practice uh, as a child in the Dominican Republic. And then my childhood here in the United States as well. That's all that I listened to. That's all that I talked, except when I was in school. And then as an adult, then I shifted more into English because I, I stepped away from, from the home where everything was in Spanish. So I ended up just having this Spanglish vocabulary that I, I use very naturally now and which is a part of my dialogue, part of my stories, part of my characters as well. So when I use these programs, I have to be careful that that is not something that they tag. And if they do to add that word into the dictionary there. And so far after writing for so long, I'm happy to say that Pro Writing Aid has a lot of my vocabulary there of my Spanglish words. So thankfully, I don't have to worry too much about that. But that's the reason why I'm going back to patience, why I have to be just a little bit patient with with the process, because it's the way that I write, how I tell my stories and what I put in those stories. In essence, that is what I need to do going forward for the Alvarez girls when it comes to this situation here. I'm going to go ahead and push it through pro writing aid again. And I didn't do it before when I, when I rewrote it the other three times after being published. Um, It's, I, I just pushed it through the Microsoft word. And if y'all write on Microsoft word, you know that they have their own checker there. I thought that would suffice. Once again, embarrassment pause here. I was wrong. So I just need to stop being lazy and take that thing from Microsoft Word, you know, uh, grab it, put it in ProWritingAid and let ProWritingAid check it. So that way I can check ProWritingAid. To make sure it's accurate for my story and then fix it that way. Uh, 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 uh. To sum it all up, listeners, I am so happy that I thought of narrating the Alvarez Girls and turning this into an audiobook because I was able to catch these errors. My goodness. My goodness. In saying that, that's something that I will implement now on my subsequent works, on my later works. And that is that I will read the thing out loud or or have it read to me 
because Microsoft Word has that. So that way I can catch these errors because when I started reading, I mean, like, I wish you would have been there. I was like, I was in the, in the groove. I was getting my narrator voice on and I was in there reading. And then all of a sudden, oh, 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 what is this? What? What? Joanny, que hiciste? Que hiciste? Que es esto? Es un tollo. And I had to stop. I, I highlighted it on the book because I have finished copies of the book. So that way I can use it for marketing purposes. And I have those with me in my office. I marked up this book and I was like, oh, no, 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 no. So here's my resolve. Lure a beta reader through gift cards or some other things that they like and that I can afford so they can help me with the story development. And then use the programs that I doggone have already. But before I use the programs, read the whole thing out loud just to catch all those Frankenstein sentences and their origin sentences that may want to squeeze in into the manuscript. And boom, I will have a more polished manuscript at the end. Because, you know, for crying out loud, I mean, I could have gotten like a really nice gift card with all this money I'm putting into Ingram Spark every single time I update the manuscript. Hmm. Note to self. Yes. So now I'm fixing it. That's my dog snoring. All right. Well, I thank you once again for being here. And if you're not an author, but you know an author or you know somebody who self-publishes, share this episode with them. Misery loves company. And I love you all. (laughs) All right. So I hope I will see you on the next episode for something else I learned. See you then. Oh, we could, we could fly. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to follow and subscribe to the show. See you on the next episode. Bye. Oh, we could, we could fly. Oh, we could, we could fly.